senorita, I love you. Welcome to the Poetry Boss Podcast with Tola Maconjola. I hope you're surviving in it. Yeah, um, poetry. So it's like, why you listen to this podcast? Because you love poetry. I know you do. Sublime, you do. But what constitutes a poem? That's, that's, that's a good question. And I have a few ideas, right? So, unsurprisingly, a poem can rhyme. That's obvious. I think that's the most obvious element of a poem. It doesn't have to rhyme, but people tend to think that's what every poem should consist of, which is wrong. (laughs) Number two, great imagery. So, a great poem... Or well, poem in general should be able to convey a lot of ideas and images in the mind when you read through that poem. Like, for example, for example, uh, we have. I can, yeah, here's an example. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just come up with something off the top of my head. So I wore my pink boots. And lace the soles with green, gooey, syrupy glue while I fought ten ravenous demons as I prepared to be struck by blue lightning. <clears throat> blue lightning, that's what I said. So, okay, so in that poem, in quote, a lot of imagery, right? So it's pink, green, syrupy, blue lightning, demons. Yeah, that's a, that's a poem. Like just images popping up in your head. That's what a poem's meant to do. Um, what else? A theme, right? A poem should have a nice theme. Or can have a nice theme, or one that's easily discernible. Like, what's he talking about? So, in that, in the one I just came up with, you could argue that the theme of that poem is psychedelic, and other themes are psychedelic and existential. Right? I'm wearing pink boots. Uh, this bunch, this green glue beneath my shoe sole, my pink shoe sole. I'm fighting demons, and I expect to be struck by lightning. Blue lightning. So the theme is psychedelic and existential. You can kind of categorize it that way. And you might categorize it as bloody weird. (laughs) But a a poem ought to have a theme. Um, What else? A structure. Yeah, so that's more to do with you know, how many lines, how many verses, that sort of thing. So everyone kind of discerns a poem when they see, you know, white space and a few lines of code. (laughs) And it's interesting, it's actually, I say lines of code because you do have to discern what a poem is trying to say, what a poet is trying to say, right? So it can be five lines of code in, in quote. And anyone who sees it will 
be able to discern it by the convention that a poem tendly, tends to be constructed in. You know, it's got a couple of lines, kind of center, center of the page. That's a structure. What else would constitute as a poem? I think my favorite thing about a poem is when it speaks to you. So when it's either philosophical, um, surreal, you know, when the words just kind of jump out from the page, almost like you read like a short quote, you're like, yeah, that has a lot of meaning. So it's philosophical, it's surreal, it's funny, so witty as well, you know. So when you're able to kind of play with language and uh, mold it, extract meaning from ideas, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So I think poems generally have rhyme. They have rhythm. I think more rhythm than rhyme. I think rhythm is more important than rhyming because you can say cat, bat, sat, hat, mat, and that, that could I mean absolutely nothing. But I'm not saying that's not a good way to construct a poem. I'm just saying that if you're saying something philosophical, you don't really need to rhyme, but your ideas have rhythm. So you can say something like, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Something like that. That's, um, even though, <laughs> I guess, God is the connecting word at the end, so that's more of a rhyme. There's more of a rhythm going on with the idea. There's, there's a more fundamental and philosophical idea going on within the poem that's not hindered by even rhyming God three times in a row. So it's not about the rhyme, it's about the rhythm. I hope that makes sense. So um, a poem can have a rhyme, but I think rhythm is more important. Personally, you might disagree. Don't give a shit. Uh, imagery, absolutely very important, but not... Again, I think, like I said in the very beginning, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but you can have, you can make use of all of these elements. So that's rhyme, rhythm, imagery, have a theme, have a structure, have a philosophical, surrealist, funny, like humorous uh, idea popping through. Um... And you can say philosophical surreal, that's, that could fall into the realm of theme, but I think you can have a theme about life and it can be philosophical. It doesn't necessarily make it a theme, it's just like your poem will be deemed philosophical. So what's the, so the nature of the content basically, I think that's slightly separate from the theme itself. I don't know. I, I think so anyway. Um, so you can have the rhyme, the rhythm, the imagery, the theme, the structure. I can have what makes your work really stand out, which is your philosophical approach, your surrealist approach, your humorous, maybe even romantic, you know. Um, and you can 
and my contention is that you can rhyme and make a really good poem out of that. You can use imagery solely and make a great poem out of that. You can use theme, like just have a great theme, maybe war, peace, that sort of thing. Um, structure is probably the weakest because you know it's going to be structured anyway, even if it's a mess. So structured mess. Um, and again, what makes your work stand out? You know, so are you painting a philosophical image, surrealist? You know, is it humorous? You know, I mean that's that's my that's my approach anyway. I I like to believe that having read a lot of poems that you don't need to use all of these. It's nice if you do, because it means that your work is, it definitely gives it a lot of wealth and quotes. It's very rich. Fantastical. All right. So the poem I'm going to be reading today is, <laughs> I'm reading till I collapse by Eminem. Verse 2. It's a verse 2. No, no, no. I'm going to be reading verse 3, which is one of my favorite rap verses of all time. Um, and we'll try to pull it apart to some degree. Um, haven't heard this song, I'd say the song, a million times. I never get tired of it. And verse 3 is part of the reason for that. So, um, let's, I'm going to read verse three and I'm going to see what I can deduce, deduce from it. Okay. So let's do it. So verse three till I collapse. Soon as the verse starts, I eat at an MC's heart. What is he thinking? How not to go against me? Smart. And it's absurd how people hang on every word. I'll probably never get the props that I feel I ever deserve. But I'll never be served. My spot is forever reserved. If I leave Earth, that will be the death of me first. I like that. Cause in my heart of hearts, I know nothing could ever be worse. That's why I'm clever when I put together every verse. My thoughts are sporadic. I act like I'm an addict. I rap like I'm addicted to smack. <laughs> oh boy. Like I'm Kim Mathers. But I don't want to go forth and back in constant battles. The fact is, I would rather sit back and bomb some rappers. So this is like a full-blown attack I'm launching at them. The track is on some battling raps who want some static. Oh wow. Because I really... I don't really think that the fact that I'm Slim Mathers... A plaque and platinum status is whack if I'm not the baddest. <laughs> oh, gosh. Eminem is crazy. But obviously my reading didn't do it justice because it's I didn't rap it. I just read it. Um, and I'm not a rapper, so don't expect me to rap it. But let's take it from the top. As soon as the verse starts, I eat Alan MC's heart. So as soon as he starts... Writing as soon as he starts rapping, as soon as he starts constructing this verse, he is going at you. Basically, he's he's coming full swinging, and 
yeah, he's going for your heart, basically. He's taking everything. What is he thinking? How not to go against me? Smart. Yeah, that's that's self-explanatory. It's like, are you trying to write a how-to manual on, <laughs> on how not to go against a great MC? Sure. Okay. That's smart. And it's absurd how people hang on every word. So it's almost saying, I'd say that that's more of a jab at those who read his words literally and don't dig deeper, see the artistic nuances, people who can't, who don't understand irony, you know, I mean, you could argue that his content is controversial and dark and all that, but again, it's, you need to be a really sophisticated listener to appreciate his work, that's my contention, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, obviously, but you you can <laughs> you can hang on every word and quote. So I'll probably never get the props I feel I ever deserve. So he never he doesn't he doesn't think that he'll ever get the accolades that he that he thinks he's entitled to based on the quality of his work. But I'll never be served. My spot is forever reserved. Yeah, he's saying like no matter what anyone says, he's his impact is undeniable. If I ever leave Earth, that'll be the death of me first. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in rap, the th- that these contests called rap battles, right? Or th- the world of rap is built on competition, right? So, the idea is that he's not going to be taken out in a competition. He's not going to be left on the ground in the competition. He's going to... He's going to excel in every capacity that his art form demands. And when he finally passes away, as every mortal is destined to, that'll be the death of him first. So, that's that's a slick line. Because in my heart of hearts, I know nothing could ever be worse. Sure. That's why I'm clever when I put together every verse. My my thoughts are sporadic. <laughs> That's self-explanatory. So his mind is yeah, it's like static. It's all over the place, and he draws ideas from everything and everywhere. I act like I'm an addict. So he acts. His his dedication is borderline addiction. So the dedication to his work is like he's he's an addict basically. He just writes and writes and raps and raps and raps to be as good, to be as great as he possibly can be. Um, I rap like I'm addicted to smack like him, like I'm Kim Mathers. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I don't want to go back and forth and back in constant battles. The fact is I'd rather sit back and bomb some rappers. Yeah, so... Why go back and forth like a... Like a... Like a uh, what do you call it? High school playground. It's not really a competition to him, as it, as it turns out. He would rather just destroy each person one, one by one. And by person, we talk about all the rappers. Like I said, rap is built on competition, and um, he doesn't see them as equals, basically. So there's a lot of tough talk, but anyone that knows rap knows that you don't really mess with Eminem. So this is like a full-blown attack I'm launching at them. 
the track is on some Berlin raps. Who wants some static? <laughs> yeah, talking about electricity and being electrocuted. Because um, I really don't think that the fact that I'm still Mathers, a plaque, and so a plaque is like a, a record plaque. So if you sell a million records or whatever, album album sales is what this alludes to. Um, you get a plaque, basically. So a plaque and platinum status. So a platinum status means you've sold a million records. A plaque and platinum status is whack if I'm not the baddest. So he's saying, look, just because I've sold a million records doesn't mean I'm fantastic, right? If I'm not good at what I do, then that statistic, the plaque, the accolades, don't mean anything. I need to be the best I can possibly be at this. I want to destroy every rapper in my way. What's not to like about that? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a terrifying uh, thought to go up against someone who is that dedicated and who will stop at nothing to win. You know, you can argue about the, the virtues of that, sure. Um, but it's, at the end of the day, it's a song, it's a poem, and there's a lot of truth to his, um, competitive nature, but again, it's also a song, it's a poem, and it's very well written. I think the, speaking about poetic, um, tools, this has a very tight rhyme and rhythm element. Right, so heart, smart, deserve, reserved, worse, verse. <laughs> They're tightly, tightly woven rhymes, basically. So that's he's not, and of course you have the imagery of living Earth and the death being the death of, and that being the death of him first. Um, his thoughts are sporadic. He acts like he's an addict. So you have a lot of imagery in there. Um, as soon as the verse starts, the ver he goes to the very start of the ver of the of the poem. In quote, you go as soon as the verse starts, I eat at an MC's heart. So that that imagery is there, like it's already <laughs> it's mayhem from the start, and you can't deny that. Which is why it's one of my favorite verses of all time. It's just absolutely lethal. Um, yeah, so as a poem. It, it it relies heavily on the tight rhyme scheme for sure. Um, the theme, what's the theme? Um, competition, being the best, being great, not allowing uh, accolades and frivolity to get in the way of being exceptional, right? So um, that that can also be the philosophical angle to it, is like. What's the point of having all this if I'm not good at what I do? You know, um, it's funny, you know, talking about I've been addicted to smack like I'm Kim Mathers. <laughs> I, I don't want to touch on that too much. That's not, yeah, but it's, it is funny. Um, structure, yeah, the entire song is structured into three verses. And this is the third verse and probably the most potent, which is, again, where structure perhaps comes in because you can build your 
you kind of accelerate your intensity within your poem from like verse one to verse two being more lethal to verse three being the most lethal. So structure can, hmm, that's, that's a good discovery because I never really actually thought of this. You can be, you can write a three verse poem and increase the intensity or increase the um, the potency of what you're trying to say so that by the time you end the final verse, it's a memorable piece of writing. It's potent, basically. So, um, yeah, that's the role of structure. There we go. There we go. Woo! Um, yeah, that was Till I Collapse, verse 3 by Eminem. That was it's one of my favorite verses. I think people go to the gym listen to this song because the song from start to finish is just a high-intensity, motivational battle cry, basically. <laughs> it's, it's one of those songs, I think. Um, anyone who knows rap or listens to... Um, to Eminem would agree. It's it's one of those songs, for sure. Um, but verse three is definitely the most potent. Again, the way it starts out, it's all guns blazing, and that's a good poem because it it's memorable. It's it's funny. It's profound. It's rugged. It's there are simplistic elements to it that make it accessible. There's also a lot of good writing in there as well, you know. Like when he said, "My thoughts are sporadic. I act like like I'm like I'm an addict." Just clever writing, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the poem, and that's the podcast. I don't know. I I woke up with this weird. You know when you're not sneezing or coughing, but your nose is all blocked up. <laughs> I don't know if that's age or just terrible weather conditions. It's climate change, people. Run for the hills. Anyway, um, I'm just going to go enjoy the rest of my Sunday. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed that, please like, comment, uh, all that that whole shit. Go do all that. Go do all that. And I'll catch you next week. Ciao.